0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Provokers Podcast, where we talk about things you probably should too. Today, I'm joined by Eason, um, just Eason, uh, no, I still couldn't make it, but that's alright, because we're here, we're gonna, we're gonna make the best of what we have, you
1: know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, getting to... I mean, I think there's there's gonna be a point where it might be me and Noah sometimes. And so it, it gives us an opportunity to talk about things that the person that's missing wouldn't be able to talk about. For example, the last episode, if you guys missed it was the content creation episode where we talked about like the ups and downs of content creation. And Noah doesn't do that kind of stuff. so he'd he'd instantly lose if we brought that up when he was here. Um, right. And so obviously he's not I'm not gonna tell you why he's not here, but he just can't make it. Um, he might be here next week. I'm gonna say with ninety nine percent certainty. That he will be here next week. I can't give you 100 percent because I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's th- sh- things should be back to normal next week. But like I said, I can't guarantee anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you want to tell them what the topic for today is?
0: Uh, yeah, we we're doing spooky games, uh, horror games in general. Uh, I know it's not Halloween anymore, but. Um, that doesn't super matter. It's not like Christmas music, where you only can listen to it around Christmas time. You can listen to, you can play horror games, whenever, you know.
1: Well, as long as you're not listening to Christmas music anywhere before September. Right. Because then you're a madman. Then you're you're a person that uh, deserves to be put into a fire.
0: That's fair. I feel like Uh, that's a reasonable response to listening to Christmas music before September.
1: And Walmart, I'm talking to you, freaking playing Christmas music in July.
0: Well, it's Christmas in July. That's, like, a thing. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is.
1: It's because... Was that an American invention? Because if it is, that's just America making shit up again. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but if it was not an American invention, then it might be relating to how certain places don't have winter, maybe? I don't know. Or, I
0: like, winter... Like, when we have Christmas, and it's winter time, right? For us in America. But people in, like, Australia, it's summertime. So it's, right, it's, yeah. it's, like, for them, it's, like, the wintery seasons, like, in July. So that's when they would have, you know, like, the relevance of Christmas songs, which a lot of them are just, like, winter songs that just people say, like, oh, yeah, this is a Christmas song. Not all of them. I've seen people <laughs> who are like, all Christmas songs are just winter songs that we associate with Christmas. And, like... What about Oh, Christmas Tree and All I Want for Christmas is You? Those are pretty <laughs> pretty playing Christmas songs.
1: Well, they also play in every store ever when you get to especially All I Want for Christmas is oh, You. Yeah, that, one... that song gets played in every store in every location everywhere. Right. Like, calm down. There's so many good Christmas songs, like White Christmas. There's... Like, pick something else.
0: Anything else, really. Um.
1: I I looked it up because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it was for a charity kind of thing. So Washington D.C. church uh, started a summer donation drive in nineteen forty two to gather holiday gifts to send to missions around the world.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, so I guess it is a thing. It's um, I I didn't I oh Southern living. So it started in the south. Yeah. Uh, um, interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. So I, anyway, but I was gonna say that, that the um, the oh, what was I gonna say? Darn it. Must not have been important because I forgot about it. Yep. Um, But yeah, um, like what John said with uh, not being Halloween, um, you know, like John said, it shouldn't matter. You know, scary games are scary games. You play it anytime. Uh, The way Spooktober worked on my channel this year is that unfortunately uh, Halloween took place on a Monday. Mm -hmm. And we we do Spooktober the week that Halloween is on, or the day, no, sorry, the week that Halloween is on. And so, the end of Spooktober was like November 5th or something. (laughs) Because, you know, it was like, it took place on a Monday, which was very unfortunate. Well, um, you know, so it doesn't ultimately matter. Spook, uh, spooky things can happen any time of the year, you know, it's not just Halloween. Um, but I just want to warn all of you listening that we will be doing, uh, not, to, not to say warn, I guess, but like just to really let you know that once we get closer closer to Christmas, uh, we're going to be doing some Christmas themed episodes. Uh, we're going to probably do a New Year's episode once New Year's rolls around and that kind of stuff um i don't imagine we'll do a thanksgiving episode where we could do a like what we're thankful for episode i mean like that's the closest we're gonna get mm-hmm. um but other than that so just like kind of expect some holiday traditions you know because we haven't uh this podcast hasn't been um like live for that long right so we hadn't we haven't gone through a christmas season yet so i just want to let everyone know that's listening that's what we're going to be doing soon um and so I'm gonna shut up now and let John talk about some some of his f- favorite scary games. Alright,
0: I feel like I gotta mention the Resident Evil series, because some of them I would say aren- shouldn't be considered horror. Like Resident Evil 4 through 6 are more action than horror. Like, especially 5 and 6. A lot of people say 4 is a good balance between action and horror, but 5 and 6 is just, they're just action shooters. But like, that was one of the few first few games I streamed, uh, horror games I streamed, so, you know, obviously it's gonna, hurt. I'm gonna have a special fondness of it, and the, I feel like Resident Evil 7 and 8 are pretty spooky in their own right, they, they got away from the action at that point, and more back into the horror.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I haven't played uh, Resident Evil. I I've been told I should, mm-hmm. but it's just that there's so many of them now right. that it's like it's it's. I'm not gonna insult it by saying it's turning into Call of Duty or anything, but it's like it's it's starting to go down the path of like, okay, you're turning out a lot of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: try to do something a little bit different. Yeah. With each one, because um, you know I've I've seen I saw someone play Biohazard, but mm-hmm. that's the only one I've seen. Anything else, and I'm just blind. Right. I know that uh, the second one, I think, the newer one came out, uh, and people were really excited about that. I know the hype around it. I just haven't played it. Right. Um, And it's also kind of like a... It, it's survival horror, right? It's not just horror.
0: Yeah, uh, survival horror, sort of. Like, it's... I guess that's the closest thing. I, I, I wouldn't put it in the same category as like, a, as, like, Seven Days to Die, which is a purely survival game that has horror aspects. But,
1: well, I just say that because in Biohazard, when I watched it, people like, you had to go around looking for ammo, right. weapons, you had to like, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's survival horror. Okay. Then, yeah. looking it, around that, like, collecting stuff.
0: Yeah, that is a survival horror by definition, yeah. But, yeah, um, I mean...
1: What, what you're saying... Of, there's, there's such broad categories, though. Right, right. So, to put it into um, perspective, like, I think... Um, I guess... I think, um, a game where we're going to play in this uh, channel soon, Devour, I think is almost, it's slightly, so sort of a horror, but I wouldn't put, pin it up against Resident Evil because they're not the same game. Right. They're not the same mechanics. They're all, they're completely different. Right. And so mm. I wouldn't put them next to each other and say, oh, well, these two are the same. They're, they're in the same category, the subcategory, I guess, but they're not the same game. Right. Um, and so like, that's why I tried, like, I'm, I think, cause I played Devour like twice I got uploaded on the channel like the second video or so that I did ever did we'll return to it eventually uh, maybe with John or axel and we'll see but it wasn't like I think you only had to gather one thing I think it was just health I think that's the only thing you could g- gather
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything else was for the either for the story purposes or the objective right right um, where survival horror makes you kind of go out of your way to do different things um, to gather different equipments uh maybe you get like an artifact that's kind of like a collectible or like, something like that mm-hmm. Um so, you know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that like Call of Duty was just like they pumped them out. I feel like Resident Evil is good at each of the games are very different, but by the time they I just mentioned they got to five and six, they were com- directly competing with Call of Duty. They stopped being a action a horror action a horror action game to an action shooter game, right? Because that's that, those were the big games at, at that time. and So that's what they were competing with, and they couldn't quite get there, because that's not what the foundation they had built. So those games didn't do as well. Um mm-hmm. So if they had continued to be like, no, we're going to be like Call of Duty, we're going to put these action games out, then I don't think it would be as popular as it is now. I think it would have gone back down the hill that it was going. Because it, it wasn't doing bad necessarily by the time like 6 came out. It did decent. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't where they wanted it to be. And so they were like, alright, let's go back to doing the horror stuff. Because that's what people liked. Um, And like, the 7 revamped the franchise, in my opinion. Because re- it gets really back into the horror. And then, like, uh, the remake of 2 and 3 came out. And they made 8. And now they're remaking 4. Um, So, it, it, like, each of the games of what I played are pretty different. They're not, like just the same game pumped out a million times because that's what makes money
1: yeah well and another thing too is that like the the whole thing about remakes right and this is why i probably will first of all i can't touch these types of games like kingdom hearts and stuff because it's disney mm-hmm. if you even it's the second you touch disney on youtube and you're ch- your channel that makes money you better watch out because disney does not like that kind of stuff yep yeah um but just not even that factor but it's all the it's like the amount of games they have all the remakes they have and like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and it's just like it's i think it's overblown a little bit and moving back to resident evil i think it's also overblown a little bit because i hear all this hype about it and i guarantee if i were to go into it for the first time with all the expectations and the hype that was surrounding it i guarantee i'm going to be let down and so i i would be giving the game a bad rep right and so it's kind of this preconceived notion that i'm going into it that i'm like well i've heard all this hype about it i've heard people love this game there's so many of them so they gotta be good right Right. um but if i go into that game or if i go to any of them with that sort of mentality it's i'm gonna be letting myself down uh because i'm gonna be like well cool what was all the hype it's just a decent game what was all the hype about Mm -hmm. you know um and, like, the, the going back to remakes, I wish people, like, this is what Call of Duty needs to learn. Because um, they have not learned it yet. Um, but it's like, if you're going to make, if you're going to remake a game, then at least remake it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't, like, add in new things. Add in these things. Bring back the same characters if you want. Whatever. But just do it in a different way. Like, I'm going to shout out Nintendo here. Um, because they do that when they remake a game, they add in different stuff. For example, 3d all-stars Mar- Super Mario 3d all-stars. That's just three of their old games put into one, but they did different things with them. You can control them differently. Not only that, but they also give you the whole soundtrack to them when you buy the game, mm-hmm. like all this different kind of stuff. Right. And then when I look at other remakes, I see that they're not really different and they're sometimes even more expensive than the original. Right. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. If you're remaking the game. Then you should be charging it for cheaper, not more. You know, um, so I because like for example, I'm going to bring it back. 3D All Stars bo- to buy all three of those games would have been way more than sixty dollars, right? And that's what the the price tag for a 3D All Stars was sixty. Um, and so it's just the way Nintendo does it is fine. I think uh, Microsoft also does it. Uh, I should say Xbox, whatever. Mm-hmm. They also do it kind of that way, too, with, like, the Far Cry series and the Just Cause series, like, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, they'd bring it back, but in a different way, right? And, it, like, don't just change the story, because that's what Call of Duty thinks they're doing, right? It's like, oh, well, if we change the story, all the other stuff can be the same, right, guys? Because that's not how that works. Right. Um, yeah, so that, that's just the way I feel about it.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying, like, some games... And Sony has the problem too, where they remake games and nothing changes, and they also do it way too soon. They remade Spider Man, that was originally on the PS four for the PS five. The game's absolutely no different. Like it's, it's there's nothing different about it, and it was like you just just play the PS four version. Like you don't need to you can buy play, the you new game.
1: PS four games on PS five. You can. Yeah, so what's the point?
0: It's the point? point of, yeah, like, if maybe, like, you wouldn't be like, oh, we wanted to have them have the upgrade so they can buy it for PS5. That makes sense. But, like, it's a completely different, like, they sell it as a remake when it's just the exact same game with like, improved. That's an air code for, for everyone. Uh, because <laughs> it's not improved graphics because they make, they changed character models to look completely different. And so, like, the main character, Peter Parker, looks like he's 12 years old when he's, like, in grad school.
1: Well, that's fun. It's like, yeah, so why did you change it? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I don't like when they remake a game and it's the exact same thing. There's no changes whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and don't give me the whole garbage that, oh, the controller has haptic and, like, has this kind of stuff. That makes it different. No, it doesn't show up. Right. There's not change anything the controller you use should not be the reason that it should, should the game should have been remade mm-hmm. um but back to scary games yeah they kind of got um, off topic well you know what we're talking about games and that's what matters yeah um let's see i mean i i'm trying to avoid faz because i feel like everyone that knows me would be like okay when's ethan's gonna say faz let's time stamp it because he's gonna say it once um, and plus I've kind of already talked about it in the other gaming one we did, mm-hmm. uh, which was, uh, something inventions. It was, it was the one that Noah first aired in, right. um, but I think I'm going to move over to, Ooh, I'm trying, I, okay. I'm going to say, I'm just going to bring this out as a broad category. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not going to say anything too specific, but I think it'd be a crime to not mention FNAF. Right. um and i'm gonna ignore security breach for right now because i don't think that was very scary it was it was decent but it wasn't scary unless you're dealing with map bot, then you have a problem right. um that thing was terrifying um but i'm gonna move to the older generations think fnaf one fnaf two fnaf four like that kind of stuff i skipped three on purpose um I think the first the first game I ever played in the Fnaf series was Fnaf 2. Mm-hmm. I had played Fnaf 2. I was someone I was with my uh, since friend. He's we're not friends anymore, but I was friends with him. He gave me his like tablet to use. We were we, I was at his house, I believe, um, and he had Fnaf 2 installed. And I was on my first night. I had never heard of the Fnaf series in my entire life, and I was playing it. I got to night, I was on night one. I didn't understand the whole music box mechanic, and I got jump scared by the freaking puppet man. The marionette right mm-hmm. and that scared the absolute bejeebus out of me um i'm surprised i didn't fling his tablet into the next dimension because i probably should have um but it like i got so scared by it and then it was a lapse of like oh this is so cool i should keep playing this
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: i did i kept playing it i got all the way to night five and uh i think at that point i was back at home and then once i was back at home i found a way to get it on my tablet
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: i started playing it there um and I remember back uh, in its broken state, because there there was some bugs when it first came out, Damn. and that's when I played it. Um, one of the bugs was that sometimes when you would click on the mask, it wouldn't go down, mm-hmm. or it would like it would like have an input lag kind of thing going on there, so you would die if you if that ever happened to you. On night six, I got so frustrated because that always would happen to me. Like I, when I was near four or five a.m., I it would do that stupid lag thing, and I would die to one of the older ones that jump in every five seconds. Um, but I think once I got hooked on the FNAF series, I went back to FNAF 1, because I figured that was probably the smartest thing to do. Uh, FNAF 3 had already been out at that point, and I played FNAF 1, and that thing, I played that on a, uh, my mom's computer, mm-hmm. okay. so that was the first computer game I also ever played as well. Um... And just that the that feeling of like, oh, there's things coming after me. There's things that shouldn't be moving that are moving, and they're coming to kill me. Right. Like, just that kind of feeling, of, and that you're stuck, you can't do anything, the only thing you can do is close doors and watch cameras, right? Um, and then, I, I played FNAF 3. FNAF 3 was alright. I wasn't too impressed with it. Um, I think the community kind of made that bad, kind of how they made Security breach bad. Um, but then, Scott... Thothan himself pulled out an entire Uno reverse card when he made FNAF 4. That thing, those FNAF 4, I think, will go down as one of the scariest FNAF games ever made. Um, because, my god, I had to turn up my volume usually to the highest point. And if I thought I didn't hear breathing and looked down the hallway, I practically fell out of my chair, at least a couple times. Um, and so I think those are pretty terrifying. And then the whole stick of like, oh, you have to be quiet because you have to listen for them so you can have any noise in the room or that kind of thing. Also wear headphones because that will be easier to hear them and also easier to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and like you have, you're, walk, you're walking around with a flashlight. It's just all these terrible things. Um, this location, again, um, it, it was scary in the sense that there were the surprise jump scares, but other than that, it wasn't that bad. Um, pizza Real Simulator wasn't scary. It was just a good game. I think um I wasn't too scared with it I think it was, but I think it was just a great FNAF entry. And then VR came along and there's nothing better than VR horror or maybe if you you can include AR but I I wasn't like too keen on that. Mm. But FNAF VR was one of the scariest games I have ever played because you're in there. You're in the moment. It's you against them now. It's not you're looking at a screen and the person in the screen is against them. No, it's you against them. Right? Um and they actually walk around. They don't just teleport to the cameras. They physically walk around and <laughs> like nope, 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 pretty nope.
2: Yeah, like uh
0: I would agree with your know, assessment of the games and the scary levels. Um but actually, I was never scared of it. And I was, whenever I had any emotion, it was anger for it, just not, for my not understanding of the game. Yeah. And... Well, I mean,
1: the, the thing with FNAF 3 is, though, is that sometimes you just wouldn't get lured. Right? Like, especially on Nightmare Mode, he would just, there'd be times where I would, like, put it in the next room over, and he would just ignore it. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's your main mechanic. You're supposed to listen to it, go to that room so you stay the heck away from me. 'Cause there's no protection in that office. It's not it's like FNAF two. You have no pro- actually FNAF two you had protection, you had the mask. Mm. But in FNAF three there's no protection. If if he gets to you, you just have to either wait it out and hope for the best. Right.
0: But like especially with four four is the only game of that I played on my channel that I have a clip of someone scaring me in. Because I was I was playing it and I think I was on one of the later nights. Um because it was it was tough and I was like trying to listen and someone played a sound effect that I have on my screen, uh, stream, where they can... Sometimes they spend channel points, sometimes it's free, where they, they played a duck quacking sound, <laughs> and that's, that made me <laughs> jump. Because <laughs> I was so <laughs> into it, I was like, oh, okay, to hear you breathing, and I was like, they play a quack sound, I'm like, huh?
1: That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but I think also watching people play FNAF, I think, is also amazing, because, just to see their reaction. It's one of the better games that I like I see people watch. Mm-hmm. Um Because when you're watching people play FNAF, especially people that you used to watch, for example. Um, like uh Mark it'd be hard to not say. There's there's some other people in mind but I like I can't remember their exact names. Um but like just to see their first reactions, maybe back in the day. Like for example, I'm on a uh nostalgic streak right now where I'm watching I've been watching people that I used to watch back in like I don't know, 2013, like some, some somewhere in that ballpark. Um, One of the things I watched previously was Mark's first playthrough of the first FNAF, right? Um, Because it's just like, I wanted to see, I wanted to relive the moment of like, oh, how scared was he? And holy shit, my God, that man was terrified of that. I mean, but he has a phobia of mannequins, and that those are kind of similar. Um, th- Basically, he's scared of things that sh- that don't move usually, and that they decide to move because um, that's what mannequins in video games usually do. They will move in certain cases. In Faz, even they move sometimes. Um, I don't know if John, you'd notice that, but there's there's been missions where a mannequin is not in the right place, and I don't. You've never said anything, but I just assume you either didn't know what was happening, or you didn't really pay that close attention to it. Oh, no, no,
0: no, noticed that.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think in terms of the scary factor, I think FNAF Four has to take the cake. Um, even beating out FNAF 1 and 2 for me. Um, but still, I think that all the all of them are good games. The only ones I wouldn't play again, unless I needed to, was FNAF 3 and Sister Location. Sister Location I only didn't like because of Night 4. That was literally the only reason I didn't like Sister Location. Um, and I'm not gonna say too much because John hasn't played it yet, but Night 4 was a nightmare.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally the worst thing ever. Um, John, you like challenge runs, right? Yeah. Yeah, have fun with that. Um. Yeah, so it's just like that's the only reason I hated Sitch location. Um, and then FNAF three, like I said, it was just there's it was either boring or it, I was mad. Mm-hmm. There was no in between. Um, and so but I think like I said, the 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 way FNAF three got made is and FNAF two, people complained there's too many. There's too many animatronics. And so it got like, like, Oh, well here you go, here's one animatronic that doesn't listen to his main mechanic. Mm. Um, and so I think the community kinda goofed up on that one. But also I, Scott, I don't think was too happy with that one anyway. Um, and then I think the honorable mention goes to FNAF 6, or sorry, not FNAF 6, FNAF VR. Um, because, like I said, you're in the moment. It's you against them. It's not, it's not a computer person against them anymore. It's you against them. Um, especially if you have the headphones in. Uh, not not headphones, like, earbuds in. Like, I, I play FNAF VR on PS4. Um, I plan on getting, uh, Oculus Quest at some point, or like, something like that soon. Uh, to play even more scary games because I've heard there's a, a good scary game called Ch- A Chair in the Room, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound that scary, but I've been told it's like one of the worst things you could ever play. <laughs> like they literally, apparently, um, uh, if you play it in the when they did a beta test of it to test the uh, people to see look for bugs and stuff, people had to sign a waiver to play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's when you know it's bad. Right. Um, so I I plan to play that on the channel if I if I can get it worked up. I haven't figured out how to do VR games yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if my capture card would be able to do that, or I don't know. Um, But yeah, so I think FNAF, I think as a whole, and that's even including the fan games, right? John, have you ever, have you played any FNAF fan games?
0: I don't believe I have.
1: Okay. Um, Because FNAF fan games are all free, Mm -hmm. right? Because obviously they can't charge money for those. So if I were to recommend you any, One Night at Flumpty's, one and two definitely check out.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I would also check out another good one. I would. I mean, I'm trying to question. I, you have, your computer can run most things. I'll, I'll just recommend that area. Right. So, uh, there's the one called Joy Creation, um, which is a really common one in the FNAF community. Right. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Five Nights at Candies, maybe. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, but anyway, just, just look at... It's on, they're all in Game Jolt, so just look on Game Jolt under FNAF and just see what comes up. Um, but, like, there's some really good ones out there. And, like, the ones I mentioned are especially really good. I'll probably be playing them on my channel as well because they're just... I've played some of them already, so it won't be... It's, like, kind of rehashing it a little bit, but... Still, yeah. I think the FNAF as an entirety... And that's including fan games and stuff. I know there's some bad fan games out there, but I I can't exclude the I can't exclude fan games just because there's some bad apples in there. Right. Um, but I think FNAF as a whole I think deserves to have its own crown. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would say probably the scariest horror game I've played is probably Mortuary Assistant. I know there's like making YouTube content of it is. Not recommended because there's so much so many issues with it. But like for the, the scariness factor, it's up there. Like I was playing it on my stream a while back and you know, like there's just the one thing is like every night is different when you're doing it. So it's like you don't have like if you if you fail and wanna retry, you, you aren't gonna have the exact same experience, so it's not gonna be like um, okay, I know this is about to happen, like, you're, you're always on your toes, which helps with the spook factor, because once you get used to something, um, it starts to get, you start to get in a pattern, and it's like, alright, that's gonna happen, oh, it's a jump scare. But, like, there's not a whole lot of jump scares in Mortuary's system, it's all, like, environmental scares, like, there, I guess it's jump scares where, like, sometimes, suddenly you'll hear banging in another room um mm-hmm. and like that, that could make you jump but it, it's more it's not like anything nothing's like jumping in your face to make you like like oh all
1: right um yeah I I, I mentioned FNAF but I don't think I you know, I don't think I can give that the crown of it being the scariest thing I've ever played. I don't honestly know
2: mm-hmm.
1: what scared me the most. like I play horror games a lot and so to pick one that scared me the most. I mean, when I first, again, I, I, I want to stray away from Faz, but, like, the first time I ever played Faz, I was terrified, especially when it would hunt, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, I knew, I watched Mark play the first uh, thing of it, like, his first video, and that's what made me get the game. Right. Um, and so I got the game right after that. I had seen him play it. So I knew what the, I kind of knew what the hunts were a little bit. But so I knew you could die if I caught you, right? Mm-hmm. But I, the first hunt I ever got, and I never publicized this because it was I didn't have a YouTube channel at that time. But was I was in one of the farmhouses, and I was near the stairs and near the exit.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: closed in my face because of course it did. Right. And I turn around to like look for a hiding spot. Spot what? A hiding spot. And I turn around, and it's the it's the girl ghost model, like the creepy one,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: not the newer ones, not like the grudge ones or anything. And she was just walking, but she was walking so fast towards me because it was a revenant at the time, and I literally audibly screamed, <laughs> like I was so terrified. Um, and of course, I died after that. But I mean, this is like, I don't know what I could give as the scariest game I've ever played, because like I I'm looking through my channel right now, I. I'm looking through some of these like, okay, that scared me. Mm-hmm. Would I would I call that the scariest thing I've played? Like that kind of stuff, right. you know?
0: Another good one is Inside the Backrooms, which we did together.
1: Oh, you know what? That's what I was looking at and I was thinking, maybe. Because when we first played that in the, I called it the Six Islands of Special, because we hadn't done the series on it at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When we first got into the, after the elevator part, when we finally got the elevator puzzle done, after that, when you hear the noise, it's like, oh my god. Like, that was terrifying. Right. And um, and I memed it to hell, but, like, the part, the first part where the the skeleton guy, I call him the skeleton guy. The skeleton guy comes in and, like, is chasing after Me and John got separated that part, in case you guys didn't realize that. If you go watch his playthrough, I don't think the mod's up anymore. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you'd be able to watch his playthrough unless he recorded it. Um, but, like, <laughs> we got separated to that part. And so I was I ran into a corner. He followed me into the corner, but at that point that's when we got separated. He went further. He like he went further and then to the left. So and he got attacked by the dog. I literally saw him die as I was running away. <laughs> it's like, Oh great. And then of course I got killed by the dog immediately afterwards because I was right near where he died. And um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then the smilers, they sometimes cheat and jump scare you anyway, even though you kinda deal with them. Um and so, like, that kind of stuff. And I think, in general, just, like, being in this enclosed and endless maze, almost, mm-hmm. I think is also pretty terrible. And that's why I love the backrooms so much. I know it's, like, an SCP thing. Um, but I, I like both categories, like, SCP and backrooms, right? Man. The whole entity entities thing. And that's why, um... At the time this goes out, we would have had... Or we would have recorded... Um... Or we would be recording the Inside the Backrooms the next parts because they updated the game um and so they've added a new level apparently there's new entities that's going to be great and i'm hoping new sounds like new sounds that are going to be creepy because we'll have to see but i think maybe maybe that's it i don't know it's hard to say
0: i think another thing that makes it adds like the spookiness factor to that is there's no safe room you know like a lot of horror games like resident evil there's like a safe room, so you you know you'll be fine if you're in there. But with the back rooms, there's nothing like that. You're always in danger. The only safe spot you have is the lockers so you can hide in.
1: And apparently, um, I, I didn't know this, John, by the way. Um, not the, I mean, we're not gonna be in it the, unless they change it, we're not gonna be in this section again anyway, unless we return to it for any certain reason. Mm-hmm. But in the in the main area, the first area, with the radiation room and that kind of stuff, the skeleton guy, if he sees you go in locker, it's a 50-50% chance if he rips it open. Really? And we never saw that, because, like, we just got so lucky. I'm surprised no one said that. Um, but apparently it's a 50-50 if he opens the door or not and kills you.
0: Because, like, every time we we would get in, and he'd walk up to the door and he'd be like, Nah, I couldn't have gotten in there. And <laughs> he'd walk away. Yeah,
1: it- yeah, him standing there waiting for a second—that's the dice rolling right there. Wow. Uh, or the or the or the coin flipping, rather, I guess you should say. And like just <laughs> the, the to see that none of neither of us had that happen to us, like it's crazy. Um, but once I found that out, I'm like, oh my god, that made that that makes that even scarier if we go back into it now. Like just realizing, like, okay, don't do it, man. Don't do it. The dog cannot. The dog doesn't have. The dog does not have that ability. Smilers can't do that either. Right. It's only the skeleton, the wire guy. Which makes him more dangerous, because I think the Smilers were honestly the dangerous thing, the most dangerous thing in that area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The dog was just more annoying than scary, and then the skeleton guy was decently scary at first, but then he kind of, once you kind of get used to him, he kind of dies off a little bit. Um, but now that I found out that he, it's a fifty-fifty. He has to see you go in the locker though, so if you quickly turn a corner and get in, mm-hmm. if you're doing the animation that that you're already invisible to him, and so he has to visibly see you go to the locker without even doing the animation yet. Um, Which I watching the stuff like editing it that happened to you more often than it did me. Usually, I'd book it for the hills, and then (laughs) he didn't have time to chase me. But you would like—I mean, obviously, you would find the closest locker, Mm -hmm. and so there would be times where he would see you doing it. And now that I'm watching it back, and be like. How did it not kill him at least once or twice? Wow. Like, that's crazy. Like, you need to go to the lottery, man.
0: Apparently. Um, like, usually I have really bad luck, but I guess in, this, in that particular game, I have great luck.
1: I think you gave your bad luck to me, because I died to so many Smilers for no reason. Hey. <laughs> they just had it out for me at that point.
0: The Smilers um, hated you.
1: And then the party section, I mean, he wasn't even scary. He was just really annoying at that right. point. I think the first time he came in was scary. But after that, I was just like, "This guy is just so annoying." At this point, mm-hmm. um, once you die yeah, to the same yeah.
0: enemy a million times, you're no longer scared of him. You just don't like them.
1: Yeah, the skinwalker guy when we were in the car garage section that was that was scary. Right. And and when he was chasing us, you, I don't. I was watching your like POV, right? Mm-hmm. You never looked behind you. I did, and I saw that he was chasing us. Um, And, like, chasing us down the linear corridor, you have to press the button. Like, I passed the button, and I was like, wait, what's that? So I turn around and saw it was a button. I'm like, oh, we should probably be pressing that. And so I, like, just locked him in. Um, That part was tense and scary. I think that was probably one of the better parts of the game. Um, And like I said, I hope there's, once the new update, when we play the new update, I hope there's more, um, like, ambient noise, because in Mm. the main area, there's always the constant screaming, there's always the constant, like, uh, scratching noises and that kind of stuff right let's
0: see what other horror games would you put on the the spook list
1: I was gonna say Subnautica for the reason of the sea is already scary mm-hmm. and and playing a, a game where have you played Subnautica? I
0: haven't actually
1: you have it what? I have not oh you have not okay Ah, uh, well, shoot, then I can't say much. But, um, it's just, like, just being in an endless ocean, almost, mm-hmm. with no with, like, the world, like, everything's against you. And then, I'm not gonna mention anything about the creatures, but there's there's some problems with, in the ocean with you. <laughs> like, there's some severe problems. And, um, unlike the backrooms, there are a couple safe spots where there's nothing that can really harm you. But, um, there's still, once you get into a section where there's only bad spots, that's when it gets scary intense and also just like the noises in the in that game are terrifying um if john if you want to play a horror game i would definitely recommend that because on the surface it doesn't seem like a horror game but holy crap it is
2: right
0: another i think
1: i'll I'll say Subnautica for that one
0: another horror game would be uh getting over it you know might not seem like it but it's, it's it is
1: so it was on the uh Scream Sailor, wasn't it? <laughs> oh no, that was
0: Poker suck Was on the Scream Scream
1: Oh well, same potato, potato. You know, same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: like. I actually um, got
0: that one, but I haven't played it yet.
1: No, I think I think we should play Poker stuff together. I think that'd be a that fun time. Fun slash not fun time.
0: Fun slash uh, entertaining time.
1: Entertaining for the viewers. Yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be the best. Um. I'm just looking through my channel honestly at this point because like I'm trying to think of there's a game that I can't say because I know you haven't played it mm-hmm. um, or you're currently playing it. Um... Ooh, I mean I have a horror game that I so I should be looking at that. Right. Um, right. Yeah, Faz. I mean I already said for I di- I didn't mention Ultimate Custom Night, but I I probably should have. Um. There's always the psychological horror kind of stuff, right? Right.
2: Um,
1: in the channel's history, I played a game called uh, "When the Darkness Comes." That was a game about um, depression and suicide, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the message in that one was uh, very deep and very like, um, like scary is a interesting word to use there, but I'd just say like frightening. Because mm-hmm. like people go through that kind of thing, like, uh, like stuff like that, you know? Right. So. There's always a psychological horror aspect, and like, Faz is technically psychological horror, but I wouldn't pit those two against each other, because it's like, they're completely different games. Mm -hmm. Ooh, have you played a game called Simulacra?
0: I've seen places of it, I haven't played it myself.
1: The game, I think that was the first jump scare on on my channel that actually scared the bejeebus out of me. Mm -hmm. Um... Like all borderline peed my pants, you know, like that kind of that kind of jump scare, right? Um, like just a jump scare that was in it. I'm not gonna if you haven't played, I'm not gonna tell you which one, but it was like oh my god, it was so it came out of absolutely nowhere too. That's what's awesome about that game. Um, I plan on playing the second one, but apparently the second one is like 15 gigabytes, whereas the first one was like four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like what's up with that? Right.
2: Um,
1: I played a game called Timor, which was like a uh mannequin style game um among the sleep have you heard of that
0: i think i have it but i haven't played it again like i i plan to play it but i haven't gotten to it yet
1: oh man you need to play that one um the the thing with that one is like you're a small child right so Mm -hmm. you have no means of defense whatsoever which is nuts so it's just Um... like run away from anything (laughs) Right. Well, I—I I mean, you can't even run. The your your walking is so slow. The only running you kind of have is like crawling, and at that point you're super low to the ground. It's like terrifying. Mm. Um. I mean, I played a lot of FNAF style games. <laughs> That's what I'm looking through. Right. Um. I'm on observation duty. That game has scared me a couple times.
0: Yeah, that one's pretty good.
1: Um, I played a game called Connection Haunted. That one was... That was more frustrating, I think, than scary. Right. Um, but even still, I'm not... Not sure. Um, that one... Yeah, I guess... I guess I've, I haven't played... I mean, I'm I am not looking at Spooktober, but I, I guess I've not played as much horror games as I thought I did. Right. That needs to change. Um...
0: One that I really enjoy, um, is Seven Days to Die, where it's, like, kind of, where it's similar to some of the, like, Resident Evil 4, where it's an action horror game, where it has horror horror, horror aspects, right? But it, um, like, I've played so much of it that it's not even scary to me. Like, I have... Almost 400 hours in the game. Right. So I have, and I have all the achievements. Like, I've done, I played the game to death, but like, it's fun for me. It's, it's kind of like just a zombie survival game, which is why I put it in the horror category, because it's zombies. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. And it's not everyone's cup of tea, I imagine, but, um,. I remember when I first played it, just be like sitting in in the house because like at night time they run rather than just walk around. So at night time you're just like cooped up in your house and you're trying not to attract attract attention. And then on day seven there's like a horde of zombies, so you're just like sitting there trying not to die. It's, it's just it's pretty fun, but definitely doesn't win scariest game of the year.
1: Well, I was thinking too that does zombies indicate horror? Because if unless you're scared of zombies, which I'm not, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't qualify that as horror. That's more of like just survival, right? Right. Because think, think of like Minecraft with zombies, right? That has zombies, but they're not scary. And then I also think of The Walking Dead, where it's like that's not really that scary either. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think when I when I think scary, I think either ghosts, things that are moving that shouldn't, uh, like. Sounds that sound terrifying that you wouldn't want to hear, vulnerability, like that kind of stuff. Right.
0: Is th- I, g- I guess it depends on what you're scared of. Someone's scared of zombies are going to be they're going like to categorize it with horror. On uh, when you put the category of Seven Days to Die on t- into um, Twitch, it's like, oh, that's a horror game. I'm like, all right, I guess Twitch decides it's a horror game, but also it decides that Infamous is a shooter. Um, which I don't think is accurate either.
1: Wait a minute! Yeah, I saw you play the game. That game did not look like a shooter at all.
0: Yeah, you don't, you don't have guns. I mean, you you throw projectiles at enemies, but like that's the closest thing to a shooter as you're gonna get with that game.
1: Right. But yeah, I mean, I think that it 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 depends on your fears, I guess. That's what that's what horror games are all about, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, I think in general, I think, like, even when it comes to aliens, you know, I don't think horror is the category I'd give them. Right. Um, but it's just, like, when I, because, I mean, I'm not scared of ghosts, but I think ghosts in video games are creepy.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Especially especially if they're done well. Like, the design is uh, well and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that's kind of where I would put it in terms of horror. But, I, again, I can't really say much because people have different fears, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are the what are the games I guess have I played? I I would I kind of wish the Batman Arkham games played more into Scarecrow's Fear Toxin because there's a bit of that and those sections of the game are pretty kind of horror, but it's just not very. It's not enough of the game to consider that game a horror game. Like even the game where Scarecrow's the main villain, it's there's very little of the scary factor. Which I feel like I'm I'm a little sad about. <laughs> um Yeah. Dead by Daylight, I guess. Like that's a multiplayer game where it's like you're the the it's technically horror because it's like something trying to murder you and you're running away. It's like the slasher horror sort of thing. It's pretty fun. But it don't I feel like it's more fun with friends than with randoms.
1: So let me know if you agree with this. I think horror games mm-hmm. where you're with people are less scary, but more fun. And then horror games where you're by yourself, it's more scary, but almost less fun.
0: Uh, I feel like it depends. Have a... Multiplayer horror games that you're playing alone, like um, Phasmophobia, it's not as fun with friends, but it's way more scary. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, way more scary without friends, I mean, than with friends. But it's more fun with friends than without friends.
1: Yeah, when you, when your first sentence you said it's not as fun with friends, i like... Yeah, 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 I misspoke. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I agree with that game, but, like, some games it's, like, well, I guess single-player games that are always single-player games. Are, like, there's nothing to compare the en- enjoyability, I suppose um between multi- playing it with friends and not playing with friends but i imagine it'd be less scary if and possibly more fun if it were you know
1: well and that's why i say that i'm i'm talking about horror games where there's a multiplayer and a single player option mm-hmm. and so think of like inside the backrooms like we talked about before i would be way more scared if you hadn't been there i would have been Petrified had it had I been alone in that entire space mm-hmm. and not known what I was doing, hearing all these creepy sounds. But with you, it's just like, okay, both of us can die. Like, if you die, then I'll be more scared. But like, both of us can die here, and it's not just me going through
2: this, you know? Right. I,
0: mean? I think it's, it's, uh, that comes from just humans in general are designed to be in groups. So with horror, it's like you have a better, like psychologically, you have a better chance of surviving if there's more people. So you're well, not as scared. Well, I don't even think
1: about that. I just think of that, like if you get attacked, I have a chance to. Uh, I guess maybe, yeah. I guess I was trying to make it. I just when I think of horror games that I play with friends, I don't think of like the survivability aspect of it. I think is that like, I don't know. It's just more like if we're both going through the same scenario, or if we're all going through the same scenario. Then it's less terrifying for the individual, if that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. That that's what I kind of see it as. Yeah, that's
0: that's a fair point. Yeah, scary. Actually, I I changed my mind again. Scariest game I've ever played, Among Us, for
1: sure. I mean, that's scary in very different ways, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. The thing with Among Us is that it, it was it was more scary in terms of like you didn't want to get caught. It wasn't scary in terms of right. fear. It was just scary in terms of like oh crap, I'm the bad guy. I can't get caught because I'm never good with that kind of stuff. Mm. If we were sitting in a room, like almost like a podcast style and play the game together, my poker face would be non-existent. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's like a category where i feel like horror games try to get to is like the nerve-wracking horror which i think is what you get from things like uh fnaf uh pizzeria simulator but it's like it's not necessarily scary because it's scary but it's nerve-wracking so and i guess some people equate that to scary but i don't right And then like there's there's games where it's like people sometimes consider them horror games where I wouldn't. Like doom. That's not to me a horror game. It's a horror game for the demons. <laughs> you're the yeah, you're I mean... the scary thing of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um I, I I haven't played like a lot of the bigger horror games. Mm-hmm. I usually play indie horror games. I think right. those are the ones that truly really shine. The the company horror games I think are kind of hit or miss. The only ones I kind of like are Fnaf. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, uh, it was way in the beginning of this, like Resident Evil at this point, it's like it's not even just a desire, not a desire. It's like it's like it's almost over, so overblown that I don't want to ruin it. Right. You know, and it's like even if I went into it, I would probably be let down because these super expectations, especially with that second one that came out. Um, people wouldn't shut up about that one. I,
0: I think let the second one. I'm gonna say something that might be people might not agree, but fuck them. They're, the only reason that Resident Evil Two is doing well is because of nostalgia. Uh, it's not like it's a uh, it's a pretty good game, but it's not the best. It's only nostalgia that gets people to enjoy it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I want to know. I'm it, So. Cause I didn't play it as a kid, but I played it recently, and like I thought the story was good, but I hated the game mechanics, oh, every single one of them. Really? So it's like it, it's it's a decent game, I would say, but not
1: the best in the series. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just think that um, I just think it's overblown. Yeah. The entire franchise, to me, is honestly overblown, because it's like. like people either swear by it or they're just like, oh, this is a cool game. And it's like, there's no... I've never heard anything bad related besides what you just said. Um, It's like, either the community's not willing to admit there's some bad parts about it or I'm just not hearing it as well. I don't know. It's just like, what I've been hearing is that, oh, they're awesome games. You should play each and every one and like that kind of stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, but I feel like with a lot of the early games in that series, it's nostalgia that holds it up for a lot of people because I remember seeing... Someone, like, commentating on the Resident Evil 4 remake. And the, it, I think in the title, it was, like, how do you remake a masterpiece? Resident Evil 4, the original one, is in no ways a masterpiece. It's probably one of my favorites, for sure. But it there's a lot of flaws in it. And I feel like that's the problem, is people don't want to admit that there are things that are bad with some of these good games. Like, you, you can enjoy a game, and it could just be really bad. That's fine. Right. Like, I enjoy... Wanna- uh security breach it's not a great game there's so many bugs in it but i I like it
2: right
1: and i think that's a good example because i was going to say with faz right there's some clear flaws with it but they're working on it to make it better right and i think there's always going to continue to be at least one flaw but it's just like at least i'm willing to admit it right and i i hate to say this because i'm gonna they're everyone's gonna come after me again um but the game, the games like the games of Undertale and FNAF are awesome games. Mm-hmm. But their communities are like there's there's some good there's some good sides of the community, but there's there's also the bad parts, and the bad parts really shine. Oh yeah. Like um, I was I did a Undertale uh, tier list. Mm-hmm. Not a, not uh, like I did a song one and I did a character one. And well, the character one was based on like strength. How strong are they? Like that kind of thing. Right. I got so many people coming at me, be like, uh, well, this is incorrect, and like this kind of stuff. It's like. And then they would tell me things that were like false in the game. It's like, have you played the game? right? Like this is like they would also tell me some like theories that they they had that were like there's things that would easily disprove it. I'm like, but yeah, but in this playthrough, this happens, which disproves your thing.
2: right, right? and I,
1: I I kept it friendly as much as I could, but it's just like, oh my God, people. Like I've never gotten like i've I want to call them hate comments, but they were just kind of like annoying, right. And it's like, you don't you have have, have anything better to do? It's my tier list. If you don't like my tier list, go watch someone else play, or do a tier list, right? Yeah, I feel... Um,
2: feel,
0: That's the way I see I feel like um, communities can just be awful, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. a game can be great, but the community of that game can be sometimes really terrible. Like, I was talking about this on my stream, is I was playing Kingdom Hearts, and I was complaining about the Kingdom Hearts subreddit, because just everyone there is so, like whiny about the game <laughs> it's like chill out man it's just a game why do you have to be mad
1: yeah and i'm gonna say something very controversial here i'm glad security breach turned out the way it did mm-hmm. because the com or the company the community wanted it as soon as possible right. they were like we demanded now you pushed it back too long we want it now and so the steel wool was like okay here it is in two months here you go we were gonna push it back longer but here you go right How did it turn out terribly because they didn't give the uh, creators enough time to polish it, to add different things. There's clearly a lot of unused content because they couldn't add it in in time and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's been no reports of Steel like being pressured or anything. Their workplace is fine and all that jazz. It was just the community. The community wanted something super fast and they weren't grateful with what they got. And so I'm honestly glad it turned out the way it did because hopefully this shows that community, or at least the bad parts of it, that, hey, this is what happens when you demand games super quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when you demand things in general. You get what you get, and, you know, the classic saying, you don't throw fit, but they did anyway. Yeah. And so, they they can't, unfortunately for Steerwall, they probably can't win at this point. I'm hoping they uh, make it up not only to themselves, but also to the good parts of the community that were kind of like, okay, this is bad, but, you know, at least we enjoy it, like kind of what John said. Mm-hmm. Um I'm hoping that with the DLC that's coming cuz it's also a free DLC they're not charging you for it. Um that's coming out. I think at sometime next year. I know they had like a season with it, but I can't remember what the season was. Right. Um I think it was spring actually. Uh, spring 2023. Um but like I hope they make it up with that uh but, other than, but like that kind of stuff. And like I think with the um you know, I the, with the with the creator himself, Scott he had uh, donated to parties that were like, um, are they weren't like doing what Chick Fil A is doing, but they were doing. But he that was like comp- uh, campaigns that were, um, what's the word? I'm trying to think. It's not like it's like for example Chick Fil A. I, uh, John had told me that he didn't support them for what they were doing, and I was I didn't know what was going on because I don't I don't have any Chick Fil A near me, um, and I looked it up and I'm like, wow, all right. Well, I'm glad, kind of glad I don't have any trick flags near me, because um, I want to give them my money if I wanted to. Um, but with Scott, it was like it was like he don't he donated to like Trump, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and like those kinds of people, right? And the community went out in such an outroar that his own family was getting death threats, and that that's when yeah, that's when you've gone too far. Like, I get not
0: wanting to support a creator because of some of their political views. I feel like that's a little strange, but, like, fine, whatever, I get it. But, like, if you're going to get death threats because of their political views, you got to stay off the internet for at least, like, two, two, two years, I'd say.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that I don't give a crap about political opinions, honestly. Mm. If you start talking to me about your political opinions, I'm going to start snoozing because I don't care. It's just that I think politics, uh, like I'm not gonna get too much into it, but I think politics in a whole, as its whole, is stupid. Um, it's it's overblown and it's like ridiculous at this point. And so I think the the amount of backlash that he got for that, he had he had to, he had to step down. Mm. By the way, he's not the one. He's not the front runner anymore. Steel wool is. And so, you know, I think also people reconciled that as a problem when people were like, oh, well he stepped down, so Steel wool was kind of left to fend for themselves. Which I'm sure was kind of true in the, at the moment, but I'm sure they pro- probably picked themselves up at the time. Um, but, you know, it's just like, why? You, death threats, like, there's no reason for that. Literally none. And it's also a crime. Mm. And so if the person receiving the death threat somehow finds who sent it, you're in big trouble. Like, big, big trouble, you know? Right. And it's like, to, uh, like if, for example, if... um the creator Fez, they had their own problems, right? But I'm not going to stop supporting them because they were like, you know, you know like like I already bought the game. Mm-hmm. And so not just like, ref- like I can't get a refund because I have like f- 500 hours in it. I've already given them so much of my time and so much of like content, right? And like they, what they did was was bad, sure. But they were also trying to correct for it. And that's what, um and that's what kind of Scott also tried to do. Although what he, the way he was the way he went about it is that he um, he voted for people that he thought would change for the better, right? Mm. Um, and clearly that didn't work, and so people were like, "Oh, well, he's you know." I think it was kind of the whole homophobic thing, but I think that's kind of just like it's like he was vo- you have to vote for somebody, right? Right, and if both parties are both homophobic, then what are you gonna do? You don't get to, you don't get a choice. Mm. There's really it's a, it's an illusion of choice is what it is. Um, and like I said, I don't want to get too much into the politics, but that's kind of what happened with that. But the communities of both the games I just mentioned are like, why? Like, I know there's good people in these communities. Why is it the bad ones that are shining, you
0: know? Mm-hmm.
1: This makes me angry almost. I
0: think it's just like they're loud about it. In almost every community like, there's like the, the bad people they're just so loud about it. It's like, chill out, man. Like, all these good people here and then you're just screaming about your, your thing like chill out. Right. I think I, I guess I mentioned that. Um, I think at one point I was watching. I was looking at a Reddit a Reddit thread, and like someone was like, you know, happy about them completing Kingdom Hearts uh, for the first time, and then they were like, "Oh, you only died this many times. That's pretty good." And then someone was like, "That's super easy on that difficulty." And then they got, like, a bunch of downvotes because they were just being a dick for no reason. Well, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, don't be a dick. I don't think that should be explicitly stated to you. I feel like you should just
1: don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way people treat each other. Is like, it's like, that can be its own episode, but, like, it's just ridiculous at this point, especially in the gaming space, because it's mm-hmm. like, there's the, there's things that are, like, Already problems in the gaming space, and no NBC. I'm not talking about oh, they're warping our minds. Oh, god, save the children. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking about like just like people hating on like different things for no reason, right. or the reason or the reasoning is that oh, I don't like it, so everyone must hate it,
2: right? Right, but
1: no, that's not how that works.
0: No, it's kind of a dumb, dumb thing,
1: yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's usually um i've noticed it's usually indie games that become bigger right and people hmm. i don't know people just have a grunt i've met someone that they didn't like they didn't what was it was it undertale or Was it FNAF? i can't remember what it was but they didn't like one of those two games only because it was popular that doesn't make any sense yeah all right
0: not liking what, what, something
1: do you, hate, do you hate do you hate bus fare because they're popular too like what that doesn't make any sense that, yeah, it's
0: so dumb. Like, it's like, oh, I don't like this because everybody else does. Like, you get over yourself, man. Like, <laughs>
1: it's so stupid. And I I think it's the whole trying to be different mentality. Right. And, you know, I, I hate that mentality by a mile. Like, be different and, like, to say everyone's different is true. Right? Everyone's mm-hmm. not the same. And to say everyone is the same is a false statement. But the whole idea of, like, oh, I don't like something because it's popular. But, like, because everyone likes it. Like, that's stupid. Right. Like, i've heard um like for example if you J- J- john said i think it was on the was it the it was the food one you said somewhere that you didn't like bacon right or no that was the first episode wasn't it? the hills
0: yeah i don't like bacon
1: right but you don't you actually don't like bacon like you wouldn't eat it mm. right whereas someone i know i'm not gonna say their name but someone i know has tried bacon in, in like in multiple forms like in, in like fries on their burger and like that kind of stuff, and didn't know that it was there and liked it, and then the second you ask them, "Oh, do you like bacon?" Their response is no. It's like, what are you talking about? You've had it in several different forms. You clearly do, and you're just trying to be different, right. you know, like that kind of stuff. And that is it. Just kind of annoys me. It's like, really?
0: Like, I don't think it's terrible, but it's just like not something I enjoy. Whereas the people, right. where I think some people who are trying to be different, they're like, well, people love it, so. I'm going to say I hate it. It's the worst thing, and if I eat it, I'll puke.
1: Right, that's the person I'm talking about. That's what they would say, and it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the whole, I think that's what happens in the gaming space, honestly, is that, like like I just said, Undertale, um, FNAF, like, they're really popular games, and so people hate on them just because they're popular.
2: Right.
0: But uh I feel like we're we're getting on in the episodes. It's already been an hour, so I feel like we should uh, wrap things Because 'Cause we're one mm-hmm. getting off track, I think. <laughs> um that's the big one. And also, uh, you know, it's been a bit. So uh the winner of today's podcast, I gotta say, it was a close one. It was uh Greg. <laughs> yeah, good job, Greg. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he kinda he was a good listener, is this is the thing. So Greg, if you're out there, thanks for listening.
1: Listen, Greg, listen, man. That was a really good that was a really good competition, man. You you put out all the stops to win this one, I gotta say, you deserve it.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm obviously joking, uh Ethan, you are the winner. Do you have a winner's speech?
1: Screw you, go, Greg. loser. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Uh yeah, my bonus speech I guess is you know if if just let people enjoy games, just let people enjoy the things they want to enjoy. As long as it's not my mentality with enjoying things is if you like it and you're not hurting anyone or yourself, then who the hell is to tell you that you can't do it? You know it's like anyone anyone that refutes that is stupid. I'm sorry. That's if we can't even talk and be in a room near each other if that's your mentality, or like or sorry if you're the opposite of that mentality where it's like. Oh, well, you know, because everyone loves it, I gotta hate it. I'm gonna hate you for liking it. Like, that that's stupid, Right. you know? And that's why I think I hate the mainstream media at this point, because they're like, oh, well, video games are warping everyone's minds. We gotta save the children, though, guys, before the world explodes.
0: Yes, that's you know, that's like, the guys. issue you have to focus on, is it's warping kids' minds. Not any of the other, like, problems the world has or anything else is video games are warping people's minds. <laughs> That's the way.
1: Right, and but ignore the the multitude of reports that tell you that you're wrong. Ignore those completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna read this. We're we're gonna pay someone to write this one report that's full of misinformation. But we're gonna get away with it because we're a mainstream media. Right. Hip hip hooray. Um. But yeah, like I said, just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. It doesn't even have to be games. Like this, this, this goes for anything. If people enjoy it and they're not harming anyone of themselves, then shut up. <laughs>
0: Uh right. uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope you, we hope we provoked a conversation and made you laugh along the way. Uh, you can you know check out me at Jubins on YouTube or Twitch. There's a, a space in between Jubins Stevens on YouTube but not on Twitch. Um, and you can check out Ethan at Flabs Gaming over on YouTube. Um, and. I believe, and I guess Noah—he's on Xbox. uh, Noah Dog Fifty Four. If you want to talk to him there, and I will uh, see you guys next time.